Hello, and welcome to The Five By, your quadru-weekly, all-stuff, no-fluff, and just long-enough board gaming podcast. 2022 was an eventful year for all of us, and you may have noticed some changes to The Five By. We've said goodbye to old friends and hello to new ones, and we wanted to introduce or reintroduce ourselves to you and talk about why we all love gaming. Stay tuned in 2023 for more board game reviews and even more fun stuff from the diverse voices of the Five By. Hey, it's Aaron from GameEnthuse.com. Still kind of riding high and feeling excited to be a part of Five By Games Podcast. So I'm going to say some things. I'm going to say some things in a tone of voice that listeners might think that I think that what I'm saying is revelatory. I realize it's not. I just get excited. And if you have any room for an extra little bit of indulgence, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm going to be selfish for just a moment and focus this whole conversation squarely on me and why I love games. So why do I love games? I love games because they're a puzzle. I love looking at the art of a game and then flipping the box over and looking at uh, what, I, what I would like to think of as the components uh, displayed in what the publisher, designer, whomever thought was the best way to do it, at least at the time. I just, I love opening a box up. I love the smell of a, of a fresh game, the, the smell of the components. I love seeing just how things are organized before I get a chance to reorganize them myself. I love punching. I love just getting all those little bits and pieces together, sometimes just opening up the, the rules and figuring out, well, what's this, what's this, what's this? And I love when uh, publishers, manufacturers put the proper amount of, of bags and rubber bands and things in a box so that everything just fits together. So it's like a puzzle wrapped in a puzzle, wrapped in a puzzle, wrapped in an onion, deep fried in goodness. It's, it, it's just the, the newness of it and the discovery. And that's just opening it up. I, have, I haven't even played the game yet. I haven't even started to even really figure out what is this thing? How do I use all these things that are just sitting there in front of me? That's what I love about games. I love finally getting it to the table and being completely clueless in, in some ways and then figuring everything out, putting everything where it's supposed to be, figuring out, figuring out how I want things to go differently from the way they were pictured in the rule book. That's what I love about games. I just love that sense of discovery, that sense of this might take things that I know. This might just have cars. This might, whatever it is, it might take things I'm very familiar with, but it's going to package them and present them to me in a way that just feels new and fresh. I, I sort of approach it like it's entirely new. And that's what I love. It's just that newness. It's that re-newness of something that is unknown and it gradually becomes familiar to where somebody asks you, hey, what did you think of this game? You can say, oh, well, you know, I love the components. I love this. I love that. In terms of the actual gameplay, these are the mechanisms I love. These are the rules that I really appreciate. Or sometimes the other. These are things that I didn't appreciate, but we're talking about love right now. So let's, let's continue with the loving. But it's about just the overall sense of discovery and newness and the puzzle of just something being completely or theoretically unknown to gradually becoming something that just clicks in your brain that you get. You understand it. You can explain it. That is what I really love about games. I love talking about games. I love explaining games, teaching games. Games are just fun. Games are things that get people to sit down and ideally turn off other distractions and everybody's solely focused on something that's interactive. 
I like watching movies, I like watching television shows. Those things are great, but they're passive. Games are active. And that is why I love games. All right, so that's enough of me waxing poetic about why I love games. It's Aaron from GameWithDudes.com. Still excited, new member of the 5 by Games podcast. So happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Enjoy some time with your family, with your friends. Enjoy some alone time. That's it for me. Signing off. Hello, listeners. This is Meepa Lady, and thank you for tuning in today. I first joined the Five By back in episode 44 in 2018. That's over four years ago, and while it has seriously felt like a lifetime in the outside world, it only feels like yesterday on the Five By because of my awesome colleagues. I've been so lucky to be a part of this amazing team, talking about a hobby we are all so excited about. This past fall, I've taken over managing the podcast, and I'm looking forward to continuing to provide all the quality content you all enjoy, and adding a little bit of spice. I didn't get into hobby games until the 2010s, with games such as Ticket to Ride and Catan, but growing up I played a lot of party games with my cousins and family. I was lucky enough to grow up near my extended families, and there wasn't a family event when we were younger, when we didn't play card games or board games such as Read My Lips, Gestures, Monopoly, and Mahjong, a Filipino party staple. I have so many fond memories of us enjoying ourselves and laughing to no end. Mahjong is one I still play often. Heck, a professional Asian-American work organization that I belong to held a learn how to play Mahjong night earlier this month, and I was one of the teachers. Everyone who attended told us they had a great time and were asking when we were holding another event. When I got older and moved away from my family in SoCal to Phoenix for work, I started my social circle over again from scratch, meeting new people, and eventually finding my chosen family here in the Valley of the Sun. That social circle grew tremendously, though, when I became an active participant in the board gaming community. There's nothing like a shared passion to bring people from all walks of life and from all over the globe together. And that's what I enjoy most about this hobby. The community, the friendship, the camaraderie, from talking about the newest game, sharing old favorites, and being around good people. At a time when isolation and loneliness can be at an all-time high, Games bring people face-to-face to a table, and during the duration of a game, can feel very much a part of a community. There is no greater joy than finding people who speak your cardboard language. Like, they'll totally understand when you talk about being Hilo in Battlestar Galactica, and on your last turn you manage to drain resources from the humans with your special ability, giving the victory to the Cylons. So say we all. I absolutely love introducing board games to people. I am that person who always has a game or two in her car or purse. And when I travel to meet family and friends, I carry my quiver card case full of games that I think they would like to play. The key is knowing who the audience is for a particular game and tailoring those games for the group. There is no bigger turnoff than someone bringing a game that's too complex or heavy for a group of gamers that just want to chill out. The best part of introducing games to people is when they go out and purchase that game immediately after playing it with you. I also love it when people solicit my suggestions for presents, and later I get feedback that the recipient just loved the game. We're all out there spreading cheer, people. And with that, thank you for being a loyal 5 by listener. Currently, we are seven different and diverse co-hosts spread out across the United States, 
offering our personal perspective to games we've played and episodes that last about 30 minutes in hopes you'll find something you'll enjoy and bring to your circle of friends and family. I believe there is a game for everyone. Whether you want a fun casual party game, a strategic euro, an epic fantasy game, or a very dry 18xx, this is the golden age of board games and there's no shortage of the variety out there. We're all here to talk about games and share our experiences with you all. Have a wonderful season, and here's to more gaming in 2023. This is Meeple Lady for the 5 by. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok as Meeple Lady, or on my website, BoardGameMeepleLady.com. Happy New Year, friends. Stay safe out there. And thanks for listening. Bye. Hello friends, this is John Gonzalez, and I'd like to take this opportunity to say hello and thank you for listening over the years, as well as to reintroduce myself and have you get to know me a little bit more. I guess we could start by my introduction to modern board gaming, which actually happened about 2009 when I rode a train from Los Angeles to Seattle. Uh, We were headed to a convention and a bunch of people from a forum decided to get together and ride that train up there. It was a 36-hour train ride. And one of the things that happened on that train ride was I got to play Dominion for the first time, which at that time must have been like a year old. And I remember just being blown away by this card game, this deck builder, which, you know, since then has become the grandpappy of all deck builders. It was unlike anything I had ever played before, and I I was really enthralled. When we actually got to the convention, someone introduced Munchkin to me, and that whole combination of Munchkin, Dominion, really jump-started this fascination with board games that I have right now. And ever since then, I've really been enthralled by board games. I started researching board games, looking into what games would be appropriate for me and my family at that point. When I got back from that convention, I introduced uh, more board games to my siblings. We started playing game nights every week. And ever since then, I've just been getting more and more into board games as the years goes by, as my collection behind me here will tell you. Fast forward some 13 years later, and now here I am reviewing board games, streaming them on Twitch, and having an amazing time doing it, meeting some amazing people. But I think what keeps me coming back to board games and to creating content for board games, writing reviews and doing live streaming are the great interactions I have with people while playing board games. It's just such a fun way to be social and in a competitive space where you could have fun. You could be raucous if you want to. You could you could trash talk a little bit if you're comfortable. It's just such a great, great way to hang out with people. Uh, board gamers have more or less made me feel welcome throughout the years. And for that, I am grateful. And that's one of the things I try to invoke when I do my streaming or when I host events is to make the space inclusive and to have people feel comfortable to come in and play a game with you. And over the last couple of years, I've been live streaming board games on Twitch, which has been an amazing time. I love this community on Twitch that we've fostered. Uh, Not just me, but a bunch of other amazing board game streamers. It really does feel like a community. It feels like you're playing a game at a table at a convention and other people come in and they hang out and they say hi to you and you talk about stuff and they ask you questions about the game. And it's such a great time. And I really do wish that um, if, if you're interested, just come by and say hi, not just my channel, but any of the other amazing channels that are on there. I do a lot of my presence there on Twitch to being here on The 5 by, which is an amazing podcast, a podcast that I loved even before I was on it. 
I really enjoyed the format, the short five-minute format, and some amazing writing that's showcased on here. When I was asked to be a contributor on the 5 by I was super excited because it was a podcast that I really enjoyed listening and one that really, really, really appealed to me. You get five-minute reviews by five amazing people every episode, and it's just such a great way to get an exposure to games you normally wouldn't. You get to hear about other people's perspectives on games. I am super excited to be part of this amazing podcast with this amazing group of people. And I am super looking forward to what's coming up next year. Y'all stick around for the ride. Have some fun. Catch me on Twitch, on Instagram, TikTok, all of that. And let's play some games. Let's talk about games. Let's just have joy in the social aspect of games like we used to, right? And I'll see you next year. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Gonzalez. Uh, Catch me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of it as Book of Nerds. Thanks for listening. teaming up with my niece to battle the mad titan Thanos. Trying to convince my fellow players that I'm not betraying them in a post-apocalyptic survival game. Laughing so hard at my friend's drawings that my sides hurt. Hi friends, this is Ruel Gaviola and these are just a few of the reasons why I love board games. This hobby has brought me so much happiness beyond the epic victories and narrow defeats on the tabletop. It's the countless rounds of telestrations, and the roaring laughter from family and friends as we reveal and try to decipher each other's drawings. It's the game of Dead of Winter where someone convinces the other players that I'm the traitor and had me banished before ultimately revealing himself as the betrayer as everyone groaned and howled in laughter. It's the memory of hanging out with my niece and playing Thanos Rising, Avengers Infinity War. Thanos beat us up in a quick loss before she ran off to borrow her mom's phone. She pulled up a 10-hour Avengers theme mix on YouTube, cranked up the volume, and declared, Now we can play again, Uncle. And along with these moments are the lifelong friendships that I've formed with people like Daryl Durston. We've spent many hours playing games together, and our wives eventually became friends as well. Double dating meant another chance to play games, but it also meant sharing meals, going to ball games, and attending events together. But most importantly, our friendship meant we could share the joy of welcoming the newest member of their family. It almost goes without saying that my life has been infinitely better since I dove deep into the hobby in 2015. It's a hobby that's given me professional opportunities that sometimes seem surreal. I never would have dreamed any of this was possible when I began playing modern board games. From browsing the forums on BoardGameGeek.com until the wee hours, or doing incessant amounts of research into the games I wanted to buy and introduce to my family, to filming videos on the set of Geek and Sundry, or being flown out to livestream games for three days straight with the Dice Tower crew. I'm humbled by the opportunities I've been offered in the industry. It's something I never take for granted, and I work hard to do my best not only at playing games, but also being a content creator in the industry. Now, some look down their noses at the words content creator as a job description, but I fully embrace it. I'm passionate about creating content, and I take great pride in my work. I write articles, I film videos, I livestream run-throughs, and I record podcast segments all about board games. I mean, how cool is that? And the 5 by is a big part of why I've been able to follow this passion to work in the industry. I was writing for nerd websites, including Geek and Sundry, and I'd been a fan of the 5 by for about a year when I was brought on board. I loved the format of shorter 30-minute episodes, while other board game podcasts were going well over two hours. I quickly learned, though, that five minutes isn't a long time to talk about a game that I liked. But this time constraint is a way for us reviewers to laser focus on the most important parts of the games that we were reviewing. 
It's a challenge that I find fulfilling every single time I record a segment. The 5 by is the first podcast where I was a regular contributor, and it's allowed me to work with some incredibly talented people. I've learned how to produce segments, and I've become a better guest on other podcasts, and most importantly, it's given me a voice in the industry. And my work here helped me land one of my dream jobs recently, doing voiceover work for a board game publisher. Now, at the time of this recording, I'm still basking in the after-convention glow from PAX Unplugged. I spent three days in Philadelphia hanging out with friends, playing games, and connecting with people I've only met on the internet. The common joke among content creators at conventions is that we never have enough time to actually play games at an event. It's the sad truth, but at the same time, it's humbling to meet people who appreciate the work we do, and I'm grateful for the chance to connect with them, all thanks to board games. I'm excited as we approach the new year with a new leadership team here at the 5 by We've got some fun things planned, but we're also sticking to our tried-and-true formula of five five-minute reviews by five different reviewers. We're adding new voices to the podcast, and I can't wait to hear what they bring to the table. Of course, none of this is possible without you, dear listener. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast, talk about the games we've reviewed, and for telling others about the 5 by Personally, you all have been wonderful to me from the second I became a member of the show. And while I can't guarantee anything, I believe the 5 by is going to be better than ever. I hope you'll continue to ride with us as we review board games and share our love of the hobby through our all-stuff and no-fluff approach. Your support means the world. I wish you and yours the very best during this holiday season and beyond. This has been Ruel Gaviola for the 5 by Thanks for listening. Find me on Twitter and Twitch at Ruel Gaviola. That's R-U-E-L-G-A-V-I-O-L-A. Why do I love board games? This is such a broad topic that at first glance it seems a bit facile. By the way, I can say that because I'm pretty sure it was my idea that we do an episode on this theme. But for me, this question, why do I love board games, is a little more complex than you might think. Because three years ago, if you asked me why I love board games, I would have said because they bring people together and let me spend time having fun with my friends. Well, that was then, and thanks to COVID, everything changed for just about everyone. And I know things have gone more or less back to normal for most people, but due to health concerns in my household, they haven't for me. With one exception, I haven't played board games with people I don't live with in almost three years, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But despite all that, I still love board games. I love setting up games that make a beautiful tableau on the table. Not just big games with giant boards and hundreds of components, although I do love that, but even smaller games like Forbidden Desert or Villagers look so pretty on the table. All the colors, the cards and chips and tokens. I just love seeing a game all set up. And I love the challenge of playing a difficult game or scenario over and over until you finally figure it out. You feel like you've cracked the code, unlocked the puzzle of that game. Pandemic and its variants are the examples that first come to mind, of course, but I'm actually thinking more about the Gloomhaven solo scenarios. I played three of them, with the three character classes I most enjoyed, and had to play each one several times. I loved those solo scenarios. It was like intense side quests with the Gloomhaven characters I love best. But it was more than that. This may sound weird, but I'm a coder by profession, and the type of problem-solving in those solo scenarios felt like what I love best about my job. They felt like chipping away at a problem that seemed insurmountable until you finally get the last piece of it solved and then everything falls into place beautifully. 
I also love games I've played so long that there's no sense of figuring out a novel problem, just familiarity. One of my favorite ways to while away an afternoon is to watch a movie I've seen a hundred times while playing a solo game I've played a hundred times. Paperback and Onirim are favorites for that. It's relaxing and comforting in a way that's hard to describe. I'm not learning or accomplishing anything. It's just pure enjoyment. The ultimate me time. I love immersive games that bring you into the narrative, let you feel like you're experiencing part of a larger world. Red Raven Games is great for that. I'm especially thinking about Sleeping Gods. I know this is something people more often say about video games, but I can't play video games due to chronic wrist pain. Like I said, I'm a coder, and I didn't take care of my wrists when I was young. And it makes me so happy that board games exist, like Sleeping Gods or Near and Far, that let me have that experience of putting myself into a fantastical world for a few hours. Beyond fantasy settings, I love when board games let me try to immerse myself in another perspective, put myself into the mindset of someone who's different from me. Fog of Love and Block by Block both come to mind. Both have you coping with real-world problems and situations you may not ever encounter in your own life, and I love that. Just trying to think about the world from a different point of view. Speaking of which, one thing I'd really like to explore more deeply in the coming year is the world of solo RPGs. There are people out there doing incredible things in this space, pushing the boundaries of what a game can be. Like Mud, a Golem Memoir, which I played over a year ago and still think about. Or Amending, the Sewing RPG. That kind of innovation is thrilling to me, and I want to experience more of it. One more thing I love about board games is the 5 by. I've been involved with this podcast since June 2017, five and a half years now. I love the people I've gotten to know through the podcast, both fellow contributors and listeners who've reached out. I've met some wonderful people that I'm proud to call friends. I especially want to acknowledge Mike Risley for his tireless work on the podcast all those years. The 5 by would never have been what it was and is without him or without all the great contributors we've had over the years. The 5 by has been such a positive presence in my life, and I'm excited to see where we go next. With incredibly talented people joining the roster, and episodes like this one that stretch the format and let us try new things, I think the 5 by is going to have a great year and a great future. And that's my segment. My name is Sarah, and if you love board games like I do, look me up on Mastodon, at Ovenall at Dice.Camp, or on Twitter and Instagram, at Sarah Ovenall. I'd love to chat with you. Hey everyone, Jose here. And today's a little bit different. Instead of me sitting here saying that I don't like deck building games, but check this one out because this one I do like, or hey, look at this game that has really cool anthropomorphized animal art, because if a game has that, you're almost guaranteed to at least get a look from me. Today we're going to talk about what is it about this hobby that I really love. When I look back at my history with games, I'd always played games as a kid with my family. You know, some of the mass market stuff, but I also played a lot of Loteria with my family, uh, which is basically bingo, if you've never heard that term before. And I played a lot of video games as a kid. I've also probably played a lot of video games as an adult. But I've always thought that games, both video games and board games, were more than just a distraction. They had the power to do more than waste time. But that's a different conversation for another day. In order for me to 
share about what I love about this hobby, I, I need to tell you a story first. About six years ago or so, my close friend Anthony got married. And he asked me to be part of the wedding party, which of course I automatically accepted. I wanted to do whatever I could for Anthony and his wife, or his now wife, to make this day special for them. And during the reception, someone at the party starts saying, hey, we should take a picture with our gaming group. I met Anthony through a local gaming group, and you know our friendship kind of just grew from there. So we started getting a couple people together. We look around and realize, hey, a couple people are still missing. Let's go grab them from the reception. And if you have us start walking through the reception hall, just yelling the name of the place that we all played games together. And if <laughs> the place was someplace you recognized, you just kind of got up and followed all the nerds yelling. And if you didn't recognize the name of the place, then you just probably thought it was strange that people were yelling Game Empire in the middle of a wedding reception. Eventually, we corral everyone into the entranceway where Anthony was waiting for us, and we all crowd together to take a picture, and the photographer has to take quite a few steps back to capture everyone in the picture, and I look around, and I see 15 to 20 people all huddling around, celebrating this special day, and the only thing that we had in common, other than knowing the bride and the groom, was that we all played games together. At that point, that's when I realized that I had been accepted into the gaming community, and I was one of them. This moment hits me really hard, because when I look back to when I met Anthony, I was in a very different place. When I first met Anthony, I was uh, suffering with depression. I know that now. I didn't know that at the time. I had just left a job that I had considered my identity, and I didn't know how to even identify myself. I was in school, but I had finished, and I thought I was going to be working and doing some good, but it took me a couple of years to find work, and that took a huge toll on me as well. And they were pretty hard days for me. Days where I didn't leave bed, days where I didn't speak with people. I had no motivation to do anything, really. But one of the things I did eventually end up doing during this time was going to a local gaming company, helping them out of the warehouse, where a few other fans of that company were there also helping, and we would help pack up shipments and things like that. That's where I met Anthony, and a lot of people in the gaming group. And they slowly started getting me out of the house, coming down to the game store, playing games with them, meeting new people. And little by little, it really changed. It gave me something to look forward to. Even if it was only once a week, or maybe once every other week, where I came out and got to help her newbie night play some games with some people, and meet some new people. They didn't know it at the time, but they were a huge reason why I was able to start pulling myself out of what I was going through. What I'm trying to say is that my favorite thing about this hobby is you. The person listening to this. 
you are what make this hobby amazing. Now, I'm not saying that the gaming community is perfect. Nothing is. But more often than not, I've been able to meet some really amazing people in this hobby. And luckily, some of those people I've been honored enough to be able to call friends. And it's not just the same kind of people. I have befriended so many different kinds of people. People that on paper you would never expect I would be friends with. But they're some of the closest friends that I have. And I almost think of them like family. It's the people from this community that have helped me through some rough times, whether they knew it or not. It's the people in this community that helped me get through COVID and the pandemic. Getting to talk to people in Twitch streams, like jumping into Ruel or John's streams and getting to know people in chat, getting to know Ruel and John. People like my co-hosts here and Mike, who gave me a chance to give me a voice to spread this hobby. And my co-hosts have been super gracious and patient with me because this is the first time I've done something like this. You all are what make this hobby great. You all are why I kept coming back to games and gaming and haven't looked back. Sometimes when I play games and I'm looking at what's most important, it's not a piece on the table, it's not the artwork that's on the cardboard. Sometimes the most important thing about gaming is the people that I'm at the table with. I would love to be able to shout out my friends at this point, but until that the podcast has to stay under three hours, so I'm not going to be able to do that right now. But I do want to say that if you're listening to this right now, I think you're amazing. I think you're incredible. Never change unless you want to, then I 100% support you. If we've played games before in the past, I'm looking forward to the day that we can play games again. If we haven't been able to share a table, whether virtual or physical, then I look forward to being able to play a game with you and get to know you a little bit more. So, my name's Jose for the 5 by. You can find me on social medias. Uh, I am at Sir Bearsworth on Instagram. I should also be Sir Bearsworth on Hive and Mastodon if you're on there. On Twitter, I'm at Sir Bearsworth one because someone else is faster than me. And reach out and say hi. I look forward to getting to know you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Five By, your monthly source for board game reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Five By Games. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash five by games. Join our BGG Guild number 2810. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And check out our website at fivebygames.com. If you like what we do here or want to support our work, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fivebygames. Thanks for listening.